Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Progressive Parenting. I'm your host, Gina Kirby. As a mother of four, I am acutely aware of how hard it is to be a parent. We've been doing this program for almost 14 years now with that in mind. And, uh, I, you know, I say it every show, I am not a parenting expert, uh, but because I'm a mom of four, I understand the uh, problems, issues, and um, things that come up with being a parent. So um, with that in mind, I... Uh, bring you experts who are not me, um, not, um, authors, um, doctors, nurses, um, people who have been at it for a really long time to answer your parenting questions. Now, because this is a progressive talk show, we're going to broach ideas and opinions that you might not hear about through the mainstream media. Um, so I want to thank you so much for uh, being a part of this program. We are brought to you every week by listeners like you. We are listener I couldn't have more things going on in the background. I think because of this whole COVID, uh, let me, here's what I'm going to do, guys. I'm going to close this window. Uh, There hasn't been any noises all day long next door. Uh, They're building a house. And the minute I started my program, they pulled out a buzzsaw. Let me close this window really quickly, and then we'll go ahead and get to our guest. I am uh, being tested every day by the whole uh, not like the for folks who are sick, but just by this whole being stuck inside of the house, just like all you parents are right now, we're figuring out what it's like to um, do work and have kids in the house every single day. Uh, Right now, I've got a friend who said she's going to watch my kids for me and keep them quiet, but I can hear her from here. (laughs) She's on a call right now, so we'll see how this works out. Um, Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I'm excited about our guest today. Um, my friend is a uh, what we call a serial entrepreneur. She's a speaker, a storyteller, and a creator of the Anti-Supermom, which is what we're going to be talking about today. Summer Forrest is in the business of transforming lives. She's transformed mine. She and I have been friends for, oh my gosh, forever. And um, every time I talk to her, I learn something new uh, about business, about life, about being a parent. It's about being a friend. She's the best. She's uh, impacted the lives of thousands of other people, not just me, by sharing authentic, relatable stories around the topics of mindful business, uh, financial and state soundness, um, self-love, overcoming obstacles, manifestation, visualization, domestic violence, we'll have to talk about that, motherhood, and more. Summer is a force to be reckoned with, and her energy is infectious, as you'll see. And if you get a chance to dial in, she might just change your life, too. And speaking of dialing in, or calling in. The phone number to call is 515-605-9702. Just raise your hand and let me know that you're there, and I will get to you ASAP. And it looks like uh, Summer is already here with us. Let's see if I can get her on the line. Hey, Summer, how are you? Hey, can you hear me? Are you there, darling? Hello. Can you hear me? Let's see if we can get Summer live. I might have an issue with this. Let me see if I can fix this. If I take this out, can I hear Summer? Hello? Can you hear me now? 
Hello? Gina? Hello? I'm still here. Can anyone else hear me? My girlfriend, Adita, is texting me. She says she can hear me. Can you still hear me, Adita? Oh, Adita can hear me. Let me text Gina. Thank you, Adita, for helping us with these technological difficulties. Gina to let her know that I'm here. But Gina's not talking anymore. Does does anyone else hear Gina? Adita, can you hear Gina? Yeah, I can't hear Gina either. Well, let's give her another minute and see if she either texts me back or comes back to us. I could just run the show myself. (laughs) She's calling me on the other line. Summer again, and uh, that was Gina calling me. She, She doesn't seem to know what's happening. She's she said something about either unplug using the microphone or not using the microphone and it's not working, but she says she can hear me too. So um, she told me to just go ahead and introduce myself and uh, she'll see if she can get back in. So, um, uh, Oh, she says her kids messed with her stuff today. <laughs> yes. Kids will do that. Um, and I guess that's timely for our topic that we're going to be talking about, the anti-supermom, because there is no such thing as perfect. And shit happens. And, you know, the kids mess with Gina's microphone. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see if we have to um, reschedule the call for another time once we, um, or the, the show, once once she gets that microphone fixed. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the thing with, the uh, anti-super mom is uh, its sort of the opposite of the super mom that we all know too well. And I have three children of my own, um, so I can personally attest to, you know, fulfilling that super mom role when my kiddos were younger. And um, let's see, getting another link here. Um, you know, I, it was, I was so burnt out and it was so funny. It was, it was, let's see, maybe about over 10 years, maybe 12 years ago now. Um, I was living in California at the time and I was, I had run into a girlfriend and she, you know, was asking me how's life as we do when we run into a friend. And those things that were coming out of my mouth were like, oh, I'm just so crazy busy, you know, blah, 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 updating on all the kids and all the things we've been doing. And I was just, it was almost like I was outside of my body just looking over my shoulder, listening to this, thinking like, really, Summer? Like, is this your life? You're just crazy busy all the time and just running like a, a, you know, from one thing to the next, like a chicken without a head, just not even taking a moment to breathe and actually enjoy anything. And so it just kind of hit me and, and it was, this might've been around uh, 2008 or so. Um, And it was around that time that 
I was listening to uh, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week, um, which is a great book. If you've if you've never heard of it or or read it or listened to it on Audible, you definitely should if you're interested in designing your life on your terms. Um, so I was listening to the Four Hour Work Week on Audible, and it essentially affirmed everything that I was already feeling about my life, which was I wanted more. I wanted enjoyment. I mean, heaven forbid we actually fucking be happy. <laughs> and, um, uh, oh, Gina says she's in. Keep going. All right. <laughs> so, um, so what happened was I, I started feeling like I needed to, to get the heck out of Dodge, like just get out of this rat race and, and this, this super mom uh, trap that I was in. And um, it's a long story, um, but basically over a year and a half, I uh, talked about moving out of the country over to Southeast Asia with my kiddos. And it took about a year and a half to actually make it happen. And then it did happen. And uh, we were living in Bali and Thailand and Cambodia. Um, there's, a, there's a whole nother uh, interview actually that I did with um, with Tony Robbins' son, Jarek Robbins, um, about this, where I explain in detail how I actually got out of the country <laughs> that process. So, um, so if you want to listen to that, I can give you the link to that. It's a great story. Um, but basically we were over there and, uh, it was about two months in. Um, well, it's funny cause when I first got over there, I think we're so programmed as humans to just do things and just accomplish things. And so when I first got over there, I thought, okay, I'm going to create a Pilates DVD in all these beautiful locations around the world and I'm going to bring in local experts and interview them, and it's going to be great. So I started mapping this all out, and then I was like, nah, this is too much work. Just, just stop it. And uh, so then my next idea was to create a children's book on kids traveling the world. And so I was going to name it after my son, who we called the Deedlebug at the time. So it was the Deedlebug Adventures. And um, I'll turn off my phone so it stops singing at us. Uh, and then I started mapping out this children's book. And then I was like, Summer, like, just fucking stop. Like, stop trying to create things. And, you know, I have that entrepreneurial mind. Um, so it just kind of comes naturally to me. But also just as a mom, we, you know, we all, always are in this doing mode. And so I, like, literally forced myself to stop trying to create things. And then I would just enjoy my kids and spend time with them and read books with them. And we would go walking through the rice fields. And it was about two months in I was on the beach in Thailand, and I don't know where my train of thought was at the moment, but something was coming to me. It was just brewing inside, and I, I just had this epiphany. I was like, dude, the, the super mom is not the way. Like, this is fucked up. I'm the anti-super mom, and it was just in that this was in 2009, um, so a little over 10 years ago, that I – I just decided on the spot I'm going to be the anti-super mom and then I'm going to write a book about it and I'm going to share other moms that you can really create any life that you want just because you have kids, just because you have jobs, you have responsibilities doesn't mean that your dreams need to just die and you need to just stop. Like you can still create the life that you want. This is your life and your kids are a part of it and not the other way around. It's not your kids. It's not all about your kid's life and you're just a part of them. No, this is your life and, and the kids have come into it. And so it's actually best that we take care of ourselves first. So the anti-super mom is really about putting our own oxygen masks on first before assisting others, because 
when we take care of our needs and the things that make us happy in life, we are so much better for everyone else in our lives. And so that's really what it's all about. And, and it's, um, you know, it's different than uh, how we're trained. We were trained to be selfless and uh, to put the kids and everyone else first. And um, just after doing that, I realized it wasn't uh, a very happy way of living. Um, and so it's, it's not about being selfish. It's about self-love. So if you want to replace um, the word selfish with self-love or self-care and putting yourself at the forefront of that so you can be better, it's, it's sort of like a mental shift that needs to take place. And like I said, this was over a decade ago. So, it, it, um, you know, it's, it's been a little bit in the works here. So, Gina, are you here? Am I just going to keep talking? I don't hear her. Are you muted? You can text me. Um, I can just keep the show going <laughs> if you want to, like, text me questions. Um, um, but anyways, okay, I guess I'll just keep going. So Gina wanted me to kind of create I'm still here, talking. darling. Can you hear me? Oh, hi. Hi, yeah. Hi. Um, do you want to No, I'm so glad jump, you said jump in? I do want to jump in. I've got so much stuff to say. First of all, sorry, Yay. everybody. Uh, but how, how perfect that uh, my kids, like, full-on jacked up my entire workstation. I've been gone. Or- for two hours, right, because my car broke down and I, I took it to go get fixed. I had to get it towed, all this stuff. I come back. Oh. My room is a complete disaster. I've got Legos on my desk, food stuff everywhere, and everything's unplugged, like, five minutes oh, before I have to go live. Yeah, typical, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry, I don't have my shit together. Perfect timing for this show, right? <laughs> like, so true. Instead of trying so to, like... No, I was just sweating and, like, ready to cry. And I'm like, what am I doing? This whole show is about how I don't have to have my shit. Oh, my God. Why would I beat myself up? Or or do cry, you know, because it's okay also to, you know, have our pity parties. I think that's part of the the perfect uh, or the the imperfect, but the super mom thing is, like, we feel like we have to put on this perfect face. Like, we can't cry and we can't be authentic and we can't be real and we have to act like we've got our shit together. Like, no, we don't because no one actually does. No one, no one in the whole entire world has their shit together. They just pretend like they do. So cry if you need to cry and be like, what the fuck, kids? <laughs> like, mommy's got to work, <laughs> you know? Oh, my gosh. Oh. That's the thing, right? And then I've got my... You didn't even hear it. So at the beginning, I'm like, I'm introducing you. Apparently, nobody can hear me. And then, like, the, the neighbors are building a new wing on their house or something, and they're, you just hear, like, the buzz saw starts right when I start my show. I can hear the kids <laughs> screaming with my girlfriend who's supposedly, like, babysitting them. I hope she's hearing this. I'm talking so much smack about her. But she's trying to help me, right? And she's got my kids on, on an iPad, and she's, like, talking super loud. They've got the volume up loud. I'm like, freaking out over here my headphones not working <laughs> and well, then I'm just like you know what quiet. this is what yeah. we're talking about I don't exactly. have to have it doesn't have to be perfect and I'm trying really no. hard and my audience is parents so hopefully they're just like laughing at me right now um and and, <laughs> and I'm hopefully that they're they're getting this uh, idea that you don't have to have your shit together and by the way I think it's funny that you said that because that's been the theme of my week is getting your shit together do you are you familiar with Rick and Morty? Are you, uh, are you familiar with Rick and Morty, the cartoon? Okay. Well, there's, yeah, right. There's this part where he talks to his sister about getting her shit together, and we say this at my house, my, my oldest daughter and I, not the kids, but, like, she can hear me say this all the time. I want to share this with my listeners. This is hysterical, you guys. Hold on. Is that why you're doing this? You don't want to be... 
get out or did it echo too much? It was echoey. Oh, darn it. It's what did it say? Just, just get it all together. Get your shit together. Put it in a backpack. All your shit so it's together. And take it to the shit store, store and sell it or whatever. But just get your shit together. It cracks <laughs> me up every day. Just get it together. And I, I, I mean, say it all the time. I say it to myself and I say it to Ava. But you can never just get your shit together. It's never well, going to be together. I teach my kids, and that's fine, you know, in the moment to, or as an over, like, you know, an underlying uh, vision, vision for your life. But it's just like it's just not always going to be perfect. You can you can work mm-hmm. on getting it together as much as possible. And it's like it was funny when I when I first got out of college, I went into financial planning, um, and I was working, you know, whatever, 12, 15-hour days as a 22-year-old, which was a lot for me, and I I thought I had a heart problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I couldn't. Uh, well, it was timely. I was having a shortness of breath problem. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, okay. I, I went to the doctor and I was like having them do a chest X-ray and I wore this heart heart monitor and yeah. And, and then you know they came back and they're like, just you know, there's nothing wrong with your heart. There's nothing wrong with your chest. You're just having mini panic attacks. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. well, that's great. So. So this I learned when I was 22. It was like, okay, whatever your list is for the day that you have to do, you just you're human. You know, you're, there's only so much you can do in one day. So you get that done, and then whatever you don't get done, it'll still be there on your list for the next day, and that's okay. And so rather than like looking at this big list and be like, oh my god, I didn't get this done. It's just you're human. You do what you can, and then it rolls over to the you know it's this never-ending list that we all have, um, and that's okay. You just you gotta throw it out, <laughs> throw out that throw out the perfection so yeah that's funny Uh, it's just it's really it's a really important message and I I've been hearing it for a long time though as a parent and how many years have I been flying where they always say you know put your oxygen mask on first you know I'm I'm doing a a jerk off motion right now because you don't as a parent (laughs) like you're just no because you're going 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 all the time and, and until you break most of the time you don't get it um, just last night, my friend Leslie Everest was on um, the Doula Doula program, and we were talking about she she had cervical cancer, which is like the cancer that you would get as a doula, where you're like internalizing all of this trauma. And she was right. working her butt off and never taking a break and always serving other people and never caring for herself. And then boom, all of a sudden, she she has this illness, which by the way she beat, but it right. it took that that hardcore of a thing to happen to her to slow down and care for herself i mean energy that it's 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 so great that you that up about leslie because energy is so real it's yeah it's not it's not like our emotions and our energy is like secondary to our productivity and the things that we're actually getting done in our lives and in our businesses and with our kids it's it's first like our our emotional and our mental health and the energy that we carry with us, it will either create health in your body and in wealth in your life, or it will create illness and disease. And so taking that time for yourself, it's essential. It's almost like it's, it's like taking, you know, your vitamins or eating organic food or, you know, it's, or exercising or getting out in nature, guarding that time around yourself is, it's, 
everything and you need to guard it as though it was a, a business meeting. You know, just think about if you have a, a meeting on your calendar with a client, you're not just going to cancel that and be like, oh, sorry, client. You know, of course not. You're, you're going to prioritize that client. So it's just making that mental shift where you start to put yourself first in that sense. If you have something blocked off that you're going to do a yoga class, a dance class, hiking, you know, cooking a healthy meal, meditating, um, something fun, traveling, whatever it is, like that has to happen. And it's, it's when we start pushing, like brushing ourselves under the rug and prioritizing all these other things, we get super out of balance and it's super unhealthy. And I can, um, Gina, I think you keep muting yourself. Um, I do because it's, it's so loud in the background. Um, I think it's yeah, super it's, important to, like, to mention that you and I aren't, like, we're not, like, trophy wives, and we're, we're like, you and I are both single moms. We're not, mm-hmm. like, touting, like, uh, this lifestyle that's only available to, you know, to the mega rich or something. Um, it's more important, no. I think, um, the more, you know, maybe not well off you are to take care of yourself. Uh, I don't have insurance. I, you know, I've got to, I have to take care of myself. I, I finally just did that this year summer where I told my family, look, mommy's got to put herself first. Like I'm eating. Yay. Food. I'm so glad you told them that. That's so good. Yeah. I told them, cause like if I get sick, I'm going to care for you. I'm important. <laughs> I'm very, very important in this family. This is not be selfish. At the end of the day, this is the most radical thing I can do is taking and care of so myself. Great for your kids to hear that because we are literally their first teachers and we are leading by example and our kids are watching and they are going to repeat what we do, how we live our life. Our kids are going to repeat that. And so if they see us running around doing everything else for everyone else before us, then that's what they're going to do. And then they're not going to have the best health, and wellness that they can have as individuals. And so the best thing we can actually do for our kids is to prioritize our own mental and emotional and physical health. Um, And then they will do the same. And then you can start to break the fucking cycle of super momming and create better generations. Well, yeah, and that's that's another thing, too. I mean, maybe it's cultural. I don't know. But I grew up watching my grandma wait on my grandfather hand and foot. I'm Mexican. And, um, and that is watching, a lot. Of, there is cultural, cultural, uh, it has a, it can definitely play a part for, for sure. Yeah. I mean, she just wait, doted on him. He never did yep. anything. My dad, too, I remember, I think I was 18 years old. I finally like, had it. I was so pissed at my dad because he asked my, my mom to get something. She had just, she served everybody. We were uh, already almost done. And then he asked for a second before she sat down. No. She got up to get it. And I said, why can't you get up to get it? I was so mad. Oh, my gosh. That that did not end well. It really (laughs) is a a big issue. It's a cultural issue. It's a global issue. I literally want to create a global movement of anti-super moms because that is what is best for, for us and for our kids. And it's it, it, it's going to take a long time to for to create that mental shift in people. Well, I don't know. Like, okay, so it was my daughter um, who was the catalyst for my separation from my partner, 
And she was the one who pointed out a lot of things. I don't think it takes like I generation. Remember. I think yeah. it takes um, just enough of them seeing you stand up for yourself. Just a little bit. Honestly, it, it wasn't a lot. And then for her to be like, yeah, you know what? I don't know that this is working anymore. Not if, not if these are the things that you believe in. And she was fourteen. And I see it. Yeah, yeah. I see it also with my McKenna. She is. Uh, she's about to be fifteen. And I and I see it in my own kids. And obviously, I've been modeling this behavior for over a decade. And so, um, you know, they're getting a, a big dose of pro- positive programming from me. But I also see it with them. I see them standing up to people for what's right and what's wrong. And so, it definitely, our next the the next wave of of humans. They, they're more on top of it than we are. So, but I mean, for us who are already moms, um, there's there's some that are still under the super mom, uh, you know, mindset, uh, who are being examples to their kiddos in that in that light. So, so yes, I think that they're the young ones are already onto it. They're onto more of like self care and prioritizing their own personal um, health and well being. And I mm-hmm. think we have an opportunity for um, for existing moms. You know, some of them are still in that old mindset. So I think there's both. Well, then what about, okay, we're, we're saying super mom. Um, maybe some people might be thinking about women who are trying to do, like, all this stuff. I'm just talking about you just had a baby. You're trying to breastfeed your baby. Like that's so hard sometimes. It can be so hard. Super hard for people. So hard. So hard. And you're you're up all the time. You're exhausted. Maybe you have exhausted. another kid, and you have a partner. Maybe that you're trying to like keep you know your relationship going. <laughs> that that's right. super mom. You don't have to have four jobs and a radio program oh, yeah. and you know <laughs> and a side business and you know seven kids. That's that's also super mom. But like just being a mom. Is super mom, or just trying to do it alone is super mom to me. Like any of it, any help. of it. It's it's whether you're it's a single mom, whether whether you're married, whether um, whether you're not even a parent at all. I mean, this applies to everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a working mom or if you're a stay-at-home mom. It, it's hard for all of them. I mean, you got to be who you have to be. So if you have that entrepreneurial or that business mindset, then you're going to be a working mom, then that's what you're going to do. If you have the mindset of, like, you want to stay home with your kids and that's your jam, then that's what you're going to do. Regardless, it's fucking hard. Yeah, that's it. So, just, um, so the idea, though, that you have to do it alone, I remember that mm. when Ava was born 16 years ago that I didn't want to ask anybody for anything. I didn't want to ask for help. I thought it was going to make me look weak or like oh, a yeah. crap mom or that I wasn't, you know, because my, mo- my mom did everything. My mom owned a business and she had two right. kids and and she waited on my dad. Oh, yeah, well, same. And that's, that's where we learned it. I learned the same thing from my parents. And my parents are incredible people. Um, but, you know, my mom learned it from her mom. <laughs> and yeah. um, that's, that's why we have to break the cycle. And that's why it seems so hard to, to do because we were so programmed. We're all creatures of our past programming. Unless we have some awareness around a new kind of life that we want to be living, then we can start to break the cycle and create a new life. My, I want to, my coach, she shared something with me once um, that really stuck with me. It's, um, 
it's a, the puzzle piece analogy. So she explained it to me like our world is like a giant puzzle. And so it was, we're all standing around and we're holding a puzzle piece above us. So imagine, you know, you and I are standing next to each other. I'm holding my puzzle piece. And Gina, you're standing next to me holding your puzzle piece. And if we each just hold our own puzzle piece, they'll fit together. But if all of a sudden I start, you know, leaning over, I'm trying to help you hold your puzzle piece. And then I'm trying to help, you know, my kids, my three kids hold theirs. And I'm trying to help my other friends and myself. You know, I'm going to get very out of balance because I can no longer hold my own piece. And so Mm -hmm. that really stuck with me, like, if we all just hold our own piece, the puzzle piece of the world will fit together. That's not to say we can't help each other, but there's got to be uh, a, a balance with it where we are full first. And I and I made this um, you know mistake because I am a, a, a helper and that's what I do. Um, when I was you know after my divorce and I was rebuilding my life. I was trying to help a lot of people because I, that's just what I was doing. But then I had to sort of take a step back and realize, okay, I'm still in this rebuilding phase myself. I'm still, you know, rebirthing and figuring all this out and and how to live this new life. And I need to focus on me. So I kind of, I got super out out of balance where I had to cut off a bunch of things so that I could lift myself. And now that I've done that, and now that I really, like, I've, I dove so, so, so deep. I, I took a lot of solo travel trips. I, I did a lot of big climbs on mountains um, that, you know, really just soul-searching, um, took up meditation, uh, really worked on myself and, and figured it out. And I know who I am, and um, – it's in a it's a phenomenal feeling, and so now that I have built myself up, now I can I can help others uh, more so. But you have you have to you have to make sure that you're full first, so that then you can help hold other people's puzzle pieces a little bit. Um, That's true. So I mean, yeah, did you, no, I did, I did that forever. I mean, look at my my radio my podcast. You know, for the last fourteen years, I've been so concerned about other parents. And other parents taking care of themselves and moms taking care of themselves postpartum and all of this stuff. And I never did it for myself. And, right. and it's almost sad, the, the hypocrisy and um, this, uh, this notion of not being worthy that so many women have, where we're so quick to help everyone else but ourselves. We're so quick to martyr ourselves and not take care of ourselves. And in the end, like, who, are we, who are we really helping? when we're not helping ourselves and, uh, and who would I be helping if I ended up going down that road and becoming sick and not being able to be there for my children uh, because I never, I never cared enough for me. And um, there's, there's a lot going on there. Um, I had, um, I was in the therapy group uh, with uh, a bunch of other women. It was, it was such okay. a great thing. And uh, just really quick. And uh, we were talking about uh, this, um, what's it called? Uh, the, the, just the crap self-talk that we have. Um, I can't yeah. think of the, yeah. it'll come to me in a second, but she was like, well, how are some ways that you are, um, there's a like word, it's just dope. I, I'll think of it in a second. Limiting beliefs mm-hmm. or unsupportive. Yeah, there's something else where we're, um, it doesn't matter. Essentially, it's, it's like when we, uh, our, our cognitive, no, not cognitive dissonance. It'll come to me in a second. Hold on. So okay. the therapist is like, okay, Gina, what are some of the things that you say about yourself? that are negative. Like, oh, well, I'm not a good enough mom. 
Um, and she's like, why aren't you a good enough mom? What are some things that would make you not a good enough mom? And I'm like, well, uh, I, uh, I I don't make, like, the world's most perfect dinners. I, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't get up on time. I don't do this. Like, I named, like, 15 things that I don't do great. And um, she goes, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then she's like, is there another mom in the group? And this other woman, um, uh, we'll change her name. We'll call her Carrie. So Carrie's like, uh, yeah, I know what that's like, Gina, because I'm, I'm crappy at this, and I'm blah, blah, blah. And she goes, okay, why don't you guys come over here? And she put us in the middle of the room together. We, we had to sit knee to knee. And she goes, all right, Gina, I want you to tell Madison what a shit mom she is. Oh, and I'm I knew like, you were going to say what? that, yes. What? And she goes, yes, tell her. Tell her what a crap mom she told She told you that, you know, all the things. You remember what she said? I said, yeah, I do. She goes, tell her. Tell her what a bad mom she is. And I like, I'm going to cry right now. I couldn't. I, could, I just looked at the therapist, and I was like, no. I, I can't. I can't. I'm not going to tell her that she's a shit it. mom. She's not a shit mom. Yeah. And I, like, I lost it. And, um. And and she goes, okay, well, then, Carrie, you tell Gina what a shit mom she is. And she's like, I can't. I, I won't. I won't, I won't. She's like, it's okay for you guys to do that to yourselves. Yeah. Like, I hate this group. Oh, my God. And that it, is so, it's so I'm fully true. crying I mean, right now. I'm not kidding, Summer. I'm fully oh, crying. No, I believe I believe you. And I, I mean, I ask my Pilates clients that a lot when I'm working with them and I, cause they come to me, you know, they want to work on their bodies. And a lot of times we can't achieve even the physical results that we want with our bodies when our emotional health is not there. And so a lot of times when I'm working with people for a while in Pilates and working on their bodies and they're just not progressing like they want, then it's like, you know, I'm, a, I'm always in detective mode. And so then it, the conversation shifts to like, so, How's your self-talk? And what are you saying to yourself when you look in the mirror? And, you know, we talk about past traumas and other things that go deeper as well, but um, it's, it's that energy is also very real. And, and I talk a lot about being gentle with, with yourself. And, you know, I also talk about how important it is, especially once you realize that you want to make a change in life. It's, oh, my God, cuts, user. Okay, do we know Ryan Van Duzer? He's yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the middle of a call. Tell him Gina, Gina said to be quiet. Yeah, no, no. So I'll have to talk to you later. Say hello to everyone. Hi, everybody. Captain Hi, America. Ryan. Keep it down. We'll, talk, we'll plug your show later. Oh, she says she'll plug your show later. I'll call you later. <laughs> uh, yeah, she says come to my house and summer. Um so what I was saying is the importance of once you decide that you want to make a shift. So say you're, you've been super momming and you're like, all right, I'm going to do this anti-super mom business. I'm going to put myself first, you know, and, and really give this a go. Some people might not be behind that. And so it's important to keep, you know, you have to clean your house. So cleaning your mind and cleaning your circle of humans around you. So what does that mean? You know, what are you, uh, you know, what are you watching? What are you letting in your mind? What shows, what books are you reading? What podcasts? Right, what yes. Are you, what are you letting into your mind that is, uh, you know, prohibiting you from achieving what you want in life? So thinking about that is, is very important. And also, 
who do you have in your life? Who are you choosing to keep in your life? Because we, you know, we've, we are the top, the combination of the top five people that are in our life. So not counting kids, obviously, because you have four of them, <laughs> but <laughs> adults. So in thinking that our top five humans, like that's who we basically are, is that, you know, look at who are the top people that you spend your time with. Do you, do you want their life? Do you, do you strive to achieve a life like they have? Yes or no. And are they negative? Are they trying to pull you down? You know, there's energy suckers out there and people who don't want to succeed. And sometimes we've got to cut those people out. And so um, that can help a lot with the self-talk and the, um, the, getting your mind in, in in the right place is you've got to got to guard what you let in there it's oh, very real God, i mean we have and it's not just it's not just conscious it's subconscious so we have there's there's two different things there's we have conscious thoughts and we have subconscious thoughts and we have over 60,000 subconscious thoughts a day so we don't even realize all of these thoughts that we're thinking but these thoughts have very real energy they're like prayers it's essentially like we're sending out 60,000 prayers a day with our subconscious mind yeah and so starting to have awareness around around what you know your mind is saying like those things you were saying to yourself I'm I don't make the dinners right I don't wake up on time I don't do you know that that's starting to be like have awareness around the subconscious thoughts and the conscious thoughts that you're saying to yourself is is a big part of it. And then once you have the awareness, you you have to retrain your mind. And so I talk a lot about being super gentle with yourself and taking baby steps in this process as you're trying to evolve and grow. And I, I remember talking and sharing this story with you, Gina, maybe like a couple years ago about my the river analogy. So yes, yes. It, so what happens is like, okay, so we want to have this new life or, you know, a better life. And we, we're looking ahead at all of these steps and all of these things that need to happen. You know, you've got to grow your business to this level. You've got to grow your income to this level. You've got to take this trip. You've got to exercise or lose this weight or whatever it is. And we see this huge project in front of us. And, and then we get so overwhelmed that we become paralyzed. So what I like to share with people is, is like there's a river in front of you. And there's 20 stepping stones across the river. And so right now what you're doing when you look at this huge, big project of a life that you've got to conquer, you're looking to the 20th stepping stone. Like, stop that. Your only job right now is to step on the very first stepping stone. So right in front of you, like today, what do you have to do today? Okay, Mm. you have to do this one thing today. Okay, great. So step on that stepping stone today. We're not looking to the 20th stepping stone. Okay, and then once you step on the first one, now the second step on that. And so you take these little incremental baby steps as you're trying to improve your life and, and, you know, and go after your your vision and your dreams in life. Stop looking to the 20th stepping stone because then you'll get paralyzed and you'll fall back into your old patterns and your old habits. I love it. That makes me so happy to hear. Um, it's the, the old school one day at a time. You you can't, you, you just have to right. put one foot in front of the other. And and it's so funny, like, if you're not looking where you're going, <laughs> you're in trouble. Um, the, the car goes where your eyes go. 
Um, well, and that's okay yeah, if you're I, not I, looking all the time because we do, it's like you're sailing a ship, right? So you're sailing a ship, the wind comes, you get a little bit off course, that's okay. You just head back in the direction you were going. So also don't right, beat you yourself can't just, up. Like, always be looking, like you said, 21 steps ahead. You have to look where you're going right now or you're going to fall down. Yeah. That's yeah. so important. I love that. And you told me that mm-hmm. two years ago. Like I did. Oh my gosh! Like right when I I was starting all over, and I thought, what am I gonna do, Summer? I thought I was gonna die. I felt so helpless. I know. I'm I know. so it's scared. So it's it so, so scary. Good to hear. Go ahead. Well, it is. It's, I mean, it's, and it doesn't matter what you're what you're going through. We are all going through so much challenging shit at all times, yeah. and you know, it doesn't. There's no like her life's harder than my life or my, her life's easier or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like it's relevant for you at that time. And I remember having this conversation with you and sharing you that river analogy. And you were just like, oh, my God, like, I get it. Because I had shared it with you, I think, a couple of times. But, um, so, you know, and yeah. that's the other thing, too, is, like, if you're not – if it's not clicking for you right at this moment, like, if you're feeling this – this urge like something is like you want something different in life but it's not clicking and you're not understanding the how like trusting your path is also very um key in this process and that things are going to click for you when they're meant to click and it's you know they say the when the student is ready the teacher shall appear and that's true and so you never know at what point that it's going to click for you and that's why I love planting seeds for people because um, – do you hear that feedback? No. That, um, oh, you don't hear it? I hear it. I don't know if other people hear it. Um, it's like a little echoey. So planting seeds I love to do because you never know when someone is going to really wake up. You know, there's a, there's a process of awakening that takes place when you're going to start to change your life. And you don't know when that's going to be for anyone. And so you, it's just, you know, it's great also if you're supporting not only yourself in, you know, achieving and evolving and growing into a new life is to let people know that you're there to support them. And and so that's where also the village comes back in. Like I love like the, the village idea and this whole idea of feeling alone like it was it's so it's such a horrible feeling and it's so scary in that moment you feel like there's no one I can call no one can help me no one can and, and it is true I mean there the only way out of your shit is through it there's no way to fucking turn around your shit. like you got to go straight through it so a lot of the process does have to be done on your own which is super cool because then you learn how strong you are and you know then once you get to that really sweet, sweet life that you've been building, you're like, I fucking built this. Like, I did this. And that's a great feeling. You know, if you just had everything handed to you in life, like, that wouldn't be very much fun. <laughs> no. Um, no, but, I mean, the, the crap is crap. And it's really hard to hear that when you're in the middle of it. I don't know how many women told me, Gina, it's going to get easier, I promise. It sucks right now. I know it sucks, but it's going to get easier. And I'm like, when's it going to get easier? I know. And I know. It's, it's hard, but that's like labor. You're like, oh, this sucks. And then, you know, when it's all over, you have something awesome. You have, you have a baby. I think there's it's the same thing with anything that's really hard in your life. You're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. This is really hard. And then when it's all over, you're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. 
and yeah, and, you know, and, the, <laughs> and it's worth it. Of, yeah, it's totally worth it. And there's lots of little tricks along the way. I mean, even for, for someone like me, I be, my dad is like, it was like growing up with Tony Robbins in my house. So, like, I had this really strong foundation of positivity. And so I had that. And even for someone like me who had that growing up, it's fucking hard to manage your own mind and to, to really be in these hard, challenging situations in life. Um, and I know how to manage my mind. Like, I know how to do it. And even I, like, I go into this downward spiral sometimes where I'm like, I know better. Like, come on, Summer. And so then having these tools in our toolkit is really important in those times because we all, we all go in these downward spirals. And, and then it's like, okay, what can I do? I can listen to something positive. I can move my body. I can go out in nature and hike barefoot. I can meditate. Maybe I need to drink some water. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it can be simple sometimes. Um, and so having, this, having a support system um, of people that you can reach out to and having tools in your toolkit is also important because it's – it's hard. And, you know, and have a pity party, too. Like I was saying, you know, when you first got on and you're like the microphone and the work, you know, like I'm going to cry. And I'm like, fucking cry. Like, cry. Like, let it out. I mean, like, that's the other thing that we we don't always want to feel our emotions. We want to just push our emotions underneath because we got shit to do, right? We've got to make dinner. and we. I mean, I let my kids even cry. Like, they see how hard yeah. I work. And, and, and they know when all right, we've got to give mom a little break <laughs> right now or something because she's going to lose her shit. And it's, and it's like, I let them see me break down like that. Like, I'm like, guys, like this, and my kids are, you know, they're about to be 15, 12 and nine, you know, they're old enough to, to do things. And so also leaning on them is, is fine. You know, it's like, that's like, you're there together, like as a family. And, um, you know, like, and I always say, like, have your pity party. Like, sometimes I, I would fall on the kitchen floor, and I, like, couldn't get up, and, and that's okay. Fall on the kitchen floor, ball your eyes out for, you know, a couple minutes or whatever it is, and, and then it's about what do you do next? Do you get back up? Do you stay on the floor, or do you pick your ass up, and then do you take the next step forward? And so that's, that's a, an important key piece, too, is have the pity party, let the emotions out. A lot of times labeling it can help. You know, if you if you feeling funky and you're like, why am I feeling funky? Oh, I'm feeling funky because, you know, my car broke down and I had to go get a fix and pay for that, and then my microphone was broken, and then I'm you know, that's why I'm feeling funky. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And then it's just that validation also can be really helpful in just letting that emotion free, and then you can get back on track to whatever it is you need to be doing. Freaking love it. It's so good. I just, all I've ever wanted with this program is to let parents know that they're not alone because it is so hard. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. we, we want to do great. We want to be the best we can be. And it, we're just not always going to hit it out of the park. And I think the, the one thing that we can do that is going to be the most helpful is to have a little grace for ourselves and yep. a little more forgiveness and treat ourselves like we would our friends. I can't imagine ever calling you a crap mom. I can't imagine holding you to the standard that I hold myself to. I, I, right. I wouldn't. Um, and I need to start looking at myself like a friend and changing the way that I talk to myself. And I have been. That was a big part of my, like, therapy and things that I'm doing is um, just my self-talk. Just looking at myself yeah. in the mirror and being like, hey, what's up? 
you're the best. (laughs) Silly stuff. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to do that. Like, you're doing a good job. Like, just that, it's still hard for me to be like, hey, beautiful. Or like, I I haven't gotten there yet. But I'm like, hey, what's up? You're a good kid. But the awareness, you have have the awareness. And so that so you're you're ahead of the you're ahead of the game. I mean, the fact that you know that that's a thing is to talk to yourself nicely. I remember after this is sort of a funny story, but after I breastfed children for five thousand years, my yeah. boobs were like flapjacks. I literally would call them flapjacks, and they looked like flapjacks. They were just like hanging there and extra skin and whatnot. And then I was like, I'm gonna stop calling them flapjacks. I'm gonna be nice to them and tell them how beautiful they are. And now they're fucking like perked up and fuller and I'm not breastfeeding there's no reason that they should be like this other than I changed my mindset around how I would talk to them Um, so it's it's a very it's a very real the things that you say to yourself and being yeah having that grace and being gentle I mean we're our own worst critics of course we always want to do better and that's fine and that's great to always want to do better and along the process Give yourself some kudos, you know, be like, okay, you can, what if something, sometimes when I'm feeling really down and I'm feeling like I'm not accomplishing what I want or, you know, nothing's going the way I want it to go, I'll make two lists. I'll make a gratitude list and I'll make an accomplishment list. And so I'll just make a list of everything I'm grateful for. And that could be like just in that day or in my life overall. And then I'll make an accomplishment list. And, again, that can be what have I accomplished today or this month or what have I accomplished this year. And then as soon as I make those two lists, I'm like, dude, my life is fucking amazing. And everything that I've accomplished is huge. Hey, cat, don't do that to delete my cat. And so just making those two lists is that even something like that. You'll shift your energy and you'll realize, like, oh, wow, I'm really – I'm really doing a good job in life. So so that's something that I do for myself when I'm not feeling like I'm doing it. And um, there were a couple other things, too, that I, that I thought of. Because like, one of the things that I, when I first started kind of awakening to this different life that I wanted, I got on the phone with my coach, and she had asked me, she asked me once, like, early in, in working together, make a list of things I'm interested in and I love life right like I love all the things (laughs) at the time though she asked me to make this list of things I was interested in and I could think of like maybe one or two things yeah I had I had lost myself and I had lost my even my own interest and so that to me was a huge I think turning point in my awakening process I was like I don't even know what I like anymore like that summer summer forest doesn't know what she likes what the fuck (laughs) so so you can even start there with something simple so like in being an anti-super mom okay so you've got to put yourself first what does that mean what do you want to do do you like riding horses do you like dancing do you like knitting or traveling or reading or you know going to see shows whatever it is for you that you like those are the things that you need to do so it's different for everyone and so if you can start to make a list of some of your interests and some things that make you happy in life and then 
you put those things on the calendar like you would a business appointment and start small. So I don't know if you remember this a few years ago, Gina, in Vancouver, we did the, uh, the somebody's exercise or some days exercise. What are your some days? And so that's a, that's a uh, helpful tool is to write down everything that you say you want to do someday. You know, someday I want to do this. Someday I want to do that. Make Okay. Write all of those down. Like the sky's the limit. Don't limit what you want to do with your life. And then I want you to, circle one of those things that you can do next month. So say it's something simple like, you know, like I think one of the girls uh, in Vancouver, she wanted to, this dog, this yuppie dog, um, she wanted to do a stand-up paddleboarding in Vancouver. And so she went home, she found out that I guess it was like her neighbor or something had a paddleboard and I don't know, she made a date and she did it. And it was something simple. Like that's not a big deal, like paddleboarding, but, um, but start just re like start to integrate these things into your life that make you happy. And then you'll see how easy it is and how achievable it is. Because again, you're looking to the 20th stepping stone. Like I'm never going to have the life I want. Okay. Stop that. Look at the first stepping stone. Make the list of all the things you want to do someday. Circle one of them that you're going to do next month. Okay, what is it? I'm going to go stand-up paddleboard. Okay, great. Who do you need to call? Who do you know that has a stand-up paddleboard? Is there a company in town? Do you want to go with a friend? Do you want to go by yourself? What do you need to do to make it happen? Who do you need to call? Write it down. Put it on the calendar. And then don't fucking take it off your calendar. That is, a, that is an appointment with yourself and you have to start shifting your mind around these appointments with yourself. They are like that. You can't take them off your, they're, you know, you have to stay on your calendar period in a story. And then you'll see, Oh, uh, that was great. I love that. That made me happy. I want to do that again. Or maybe you didn't like it. <laughs> okay. Pick something else. So sometimes when we've, we really lost ourselves, even trying to figure out what we like, we don't know. It could take a while. You might have to like try a little of this, try a little of that until you find, you know, maybe you like a lot of different things. And so um, just being patient through the process, it, it can take years to, to reclaim your life, but um, baby stepping it, it's like, it'll, it'll happen a little bit at a time. Well, I want to have you back on the show, Summer. Thank you so much. And thanks for putting up with the beginning of the show. We'll have to edit it and, fix it but I think it's perfect the way it is because um, it, it just went perfectly with everything we were talking about it couldn't have been more perfect if I tried now now it almost seems like I staged it but I really didn't <laughs> I know I was I was gonna say that I'm like um yeah that was it should be this on purpose <laughs> no really we didn't no like, it's just oh. life I actually I'm yeah. gonna have to go out and get new headphones speaking of which uh progressive parenting radio is a listener funded program all of our equipment, everything that we do, uh, the, the monthly fees to put the show on, everything is paid for by listeners like you. If you do want to make a donation, uh, you can email me at progressiveparentingradio at gmail.com or uh, go to our Venmo, which is just uh, Gina Kirby, G-E-N-A dash Kirby on Venmo. Uh, for uh, all of your uh, donations, go to keeping the show on the air and making sure that we have proper equipment for when my children run it. All right. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Summer, for everything that you do. How do people find you online? How do they find you on Instagram? 
So uh, Instagram is just at Summer Forest, and it's like Forrest Gump, F-O-R-R-E-S-T. And it's summer like the season, S-U-S-U-M-M-E-R-F-O-R-R-E-S-T. And my website is the same, summerforest.com. Awesome. Awesome. All right. It was great talking to you, Lev. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Count Van Duzer, I said hi, and then I plugged him on the on the my uh blah, 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 Facebook already. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm going to go talk to Duzer from my balcony 20 feet away from I know. each other. I scream at him. All right. Don't miss it. All right. Thanks. Love you. So wash your hands. I love you. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>